The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Anthony Garcia. And this is the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. In this day and age of filters and heavy editing, we believe in sharing the real and raw parts of marriage, parenthood, and real freaking life that often get filtered over. Every week, we share next level real life confessions from our audience. You'll either feel seen, highly entertained, or maybe even both. Come hang with us and catch a new episode every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss a single confession. Hey, bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. So unless you've been living under a rock, you know today's guest. April Marie from The Ultimatum on Netflix. Y'all, she's about to spill the tea, okay? Because there's a lot that went on off camera that we didn't see. I'm just going to dive right in. I'm just going to dive right in. And if you haven't seen The Ultimatum, you are missing out on some good old-fashioned fuckery, all right? Tune in tonight. Just, like, binge-watch the whole thing all weekend. It's Friday. Like, what else are we doing? You know, let's watch some Let's watch some TV. Let's watch some TV. Let's get into the tea. Let's go. Welcome back to Relationship. It's me, your host, Cami Crawford. And today we are joined by April Marie from The Ultimatum on Netflix. April, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? We are so excited to have you because I have never binge watched a show so fast in my life. There was something about the ultimatum that just like did it for me. And I just need to know, like I, I've listened to some of your other podcasts appearances and like interviews that you've done. So I know that like there's an extensive kind of casting process with any TV show. And I know why you wanted to do the show because I watched the show. But for the people who haven't, can you tell everyone kind of why you ended up on this show and what you were hoping to get out of it. Yeah, so the ultimatum was casting for serious couples that have at least been together for a year that were in serious relationships, like willing to, you know, or at least foresee themselves, you know, hitting those milestones with each other and finding their forever person. So in multiple interviews, they just digged on how serious we were about one another, how in love were we, how serious is our relationship. And once we checked every box, they were like, okay, you guys live together. You guys share vehicles. You move together. What's going on? Like you guys are clearly ready to make the next step. They're like, this is a perfect show for you guys. Yeah. Marry or move on. Right. Which is that that's what the ultimatums mostly were from everyone that was on the show was like, are we going to take this relationship to the next level or not? And you went on with your then boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, Jake which, you know, I have I have so many opinions. I have so many thoughts and I know you do too. And the reason why I was like, I have to have April on the podcast is because out of everyone, like everyone was great, but like you in that ceremony where everyone was kind of like pairing up and coupling up, you calling everybody the fuck out about the fact that nobody was really like as invested in putting their relationship on the line in the same way that you were. I was like, I gotta have yeah. her on. I have to have her on because like you were, you're a real bitch, April. You are. And so am I. So like real recognizes real. Yes. 
<laughs> and I was like, she has to come on here because you were just so honest. Like the fact that, because I'm sure people, you know, even me watching, I'm like, who is putting their relationship on this show? But you genuinely felt, because you and Jake were together for how long at that point? For almost a year and a half. So that year post-show would have been two years. Okay, so, but you were like willing to put your relationship to the test because you genuinely thought this is going to last this experiment. Like we're going to be able to withstand this. So going on, a lot of people, including ourselves, didn't know every single detail. Of course, if we knew all the details, we would both be like, hell no, we're not right. doing this. I think the ultimatum aspect of it wasn't known until walking in. But knowing like, hey, if you're in a serious relationship, one wants to move forward, one doesn't, this show is for you. And everyone's like, well, I didn't know that this was going to give an ultimate. Well, that's pretty much the same thing. One person wants to do something, the other doesn't. Yeah. And so even though we didn't know that the show was based around an ultimatum, I still understood the fact that, hey, there's something wrong with this relationship. One person's ready, one person's not. Right. And so did you know that you were going to possibly be paired up with someone new and like have to live with somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we did, we were aware that we were gonna be swapping partners and being able to do a trial marriage okay. with someone else with significant other and that from that we would either gain clarity on like, yeah, I need to appreciate and love my person more or like there's better out there. And you were still like, we're going for it. Like, we're, like we're good. I was head over heels with Jake that every interview and I have videos from our like, pre-interviews prior to even getting chosen to be on the show where we're both like yeah we love each other we do everything together we cook we clean we, we go to bed we wake up every day like i think the freaking producers were confused too like well let's get this resolved come on on the show let's figure it out yeah because jake and I were very lovey-dovey in our relationship and i know that people like to say it's the honeymoon phase. You guys just weren't aware that you weren't the right partners for each other. But if you look at our YouTube videos, our TikToks, our models, like we did everything together. That was literally my best friend. We hardly ever argued. So going on the show, it was 360 for me. Mm, mm. And you could tell that too, because it's either you are wildly confident in your relationship or you're absolutely batshit out of your mind. If like you're on there being like, we're going to we're going to be able to make it through this. Like it's either you're crazy or like you genuinely felt that that was true. And I felt that it was genuine watching you like and I also know as a woman like, you know, and you said it before we started recording, I don't know if we got it, but like you I think you heard my clip about not doing wifey shit. I was just over here popping your voiceover and I was like, I'm done doing wifey shit if you're not ready to wipe me off. <laughs> Period. And so like you mentioned it on the show and it resonated with me. You're like, we're doing everything as a married couple already. Yeah. Why are we not taking the next step? You're buying me a car. You're like, we're living together. We're doing all these things together. We're grocery shopping together. Like we're smelling each other's farts, basically. Why are we not taking the next step in our relationship? It's it's crazy. And I've, I've been there. So like, I get it and I understand, but it's like, I completely understood exactly what you were saying. Like we're already doing the things. So now yeah. looking back, what have you kind of learned about doing those things in relationships with people that are not maybe pushing like to progress things? Cause his biggest thing was like, he had just gone out of the military and like you were ready for marriage and kids. 
he needed to be financially stable. Like Jake was make Jake was well off, and that was a disrespectful thing for me because I've been I've been with like a single mom. I've seen people struggle, and Jake was well off. Like if you, I think people who want to achieve financial stability are people that can't go out and afford to buy their significant other a car, which mm. he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. And, <laughs> I think like once one of the guys, one of the guys said financial stability, it was like, he said, she said, it's like, all right, all the guys have just kind of bandwagoned on that. And I was just like, well, there's got to be another reason. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it's like financial stability, like I would never divorce you if it was like financial reasons or burden or, you know, you're struggling. Like that's my job to pick up back the weight, motivate you. And so it was just like, I was with you when you were making military pay. Now you're making great money. I'll still support you if you lose it tomorrow. Like, mm. That was my biggest thing. And then travel, like, I- I'm following influencers that travel as husband and wife. What do you mean? Do you want to, like, fuck around? Like, what is that? You can- Why can't you travel with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, guess what? He was right. definitely trying to travel at the end of the season when he was talking about anywhere in the world. Let's let's go anywhere in the world. You were trying to travel then. But you know what I realized? And, like, my mom actually made this point to me because in my past relationship, it was the same kind of thing. Like, I want to be financially stable enough for you so that we can, like, do all the things. But don't you also feel that, like, for men, for a lot of men, not all men, but for a lot of men, there's never going to be a financial point where they are like, this is enough. I have reached this is like everything that I want. And now I can do all of the things that I've ever wanted to do with my partner. Like, there's never going to be enough money or like credit and because it's like their ego thing yeah it's like it's never gonna be constant there's Mm -hmm. gonna be ups and downs that's the whole point of being in a relationship with your best friend is that you know that there's gonna be someone there to pick you up when you're down you're not always gonna be at a high and that's what i was like you see marriage gets tested day in and day out like it's never gonna be perfect yeah it was just so many excuses that it came to the point like why am i even like why am i arguing with this intellect right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You guys, I have to tell you about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things, from art prints and posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. With Father's Day around the corner, FrameBridge makes an absolute perfect gift. In fact, select gifts ship next day. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview them online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your furnished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off of their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code CAMI. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. Now, I already told you guys, these SI shots are coming out very, very soon, and I plan on getting a framed piece for everyone in my family and anyone that I've ever come into contact with ever. So (laughs) if you see anyone with a big Sports Illustrated poster just hanging above their fireplace of me, send me a picture. And then when it comes to Father's Day, what about like an old school picture of your dad when he was in his younger years, you know, in his heyday, you know how they do. I think that would be a perfect gift. Get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code CAMI to save an additional 15% off of your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code CAMI. Framebridge.com, promo code CAMI. So looking back with Jake in particular, 
because now you're in a new relationship and you're happy, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, good. Through the roof, like overjoyed. Like I, the ultimate busting that's ever happened to me. Yes. Oh, I love that. We love to hear that. But looking back and even looking forward, like about the no more wifey shit, like how are you changing that or like reframing how you present as you know, the woman in the relationship, like, what are you doing differently this time? I am not begging. <laughs> mm-hmm. I say it once, but I say it goes. If not, I'm not going to sit here and argue with me. I don't have to ask perfection. That's like my biggest thing is it's so degrading when you have to ask the person who claims that you love you to like show affection or they don't want to hug and kiss all over you. They're like, you're suffocating me. It's like, maybe I'm not the right person. Mm-hmm. So now I'm with someone. It's like, they come home. all we want to do is just like, we work. We have our space. He comes home. There's no question about the relationship. We're each other's person. There's always reassurance in the relationship and just words of affirmation. And I think that's what just solidifies it and puts me at peace. I'm like, yeah. I'm calm. I have no complaints. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so true. I, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Like, it shouldn't be hard to love the person yeah. that like you're supposed to be with. Like, it should not be difficult. Like, there are going to be hard times, but it shouldn't continuously be like pulling teeth. That's not the way that it's supposed to be. And I believe things change. So if you, for me, in the times on the ultimatum where I had to like isolate, I was like put in the corner like by myself and wait for filming or something just happened. I would sit there and reflect it to like, all right, what's different from like the beginning of our relationship? It was just things change. Yeah. And I think that's what I had a hard, hard time coming to terms with. It's like maybe he's finally speaking out what he wants now, which great. I mean, better now than ever. And I just like had to sit there and really accept like, okay, you can't force someone to want the things that you want or see eye to eye with you. It's exhausting. Yeah. And that's what I had to do on the ultimatum is just get him to like understand where I was coming from, how I felt or my thought process. And it's not the same as his and that's okay. Yeah. Well, so as a viewer, like I actually had posted this on my story when I first started watching it, because I noticed that a lot of the, cause mostly all of the guys were given an ultimatum except for Colby, who you ended up being paired up with. And it seemed like all of the guys, their relationships with the other girls when they were in their new couples, everybody kept saying, and Jake said it a lot, she just gets me. She just understands me when talking about Ray, his his partner. She just like, she's like the, what, like a a bromance, better than a bromance. (laughs) The eye rolls. The eye rolls, if you guys can't, you can't, I can hear April's eye rolls. But like, I had the same eye rolls because I was just like, first of all, this entire experience is happening in a vacuum. And these people don't know you. And I was just thinking like, April knows you. April has to see you every day. April has to pick up your dirty, crusty drawers off the floor when you leave them on the floor. (laughs) During COVID, like April has seen the worst of the worst of you. And like everyone's, partners has seen them at their best and at their worst. These people that you're just now being paired up with are only seeing you at your best and you are bringing your best because you want to be impressive. So like, of course, they are going to be feeding you with positivity all the time because they don't fucking know you. (laughs) They don't know you. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the most embarrassing thing about that is when you're hearing him say, oh, this girl's perfect. She like you've known her for two hours. Mm hmm. Because, you know, we were separated. So the only time that they got alone together was at the group event and right. their speed dates that entire week. So you guys only even spent a whole 24 hours together yet. 
and he's here telling me how she does this, this, that I don't. Yeah. And I'm just like, and, and it's embarrassing because yeah, the cameras are rolling. Y'all are filming it. You guys watch it. But like, there's 20 people in the room capturing that moment, sitting there listening to this. And I'm just sitting here like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you don't get to see it until <laughs> the reunion, like right before the reunion, right? They show you guys all the episodes yeah. and then you, you sit down and talk yeah. about it, which has to be hurtful. But like, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it took me like two hours to get through each episode. <laughs> I can imagine because I would have to be pausing and crying in between <laughs> every stanza. I would be like, oh my God. Because I mean, if you pause, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even outside of the show, I think people who are listening who are in, you know, relationships and have been cheated on or like, you know, their partner emotionally cheats or something like that. It's like, I feel like the person always comes back and is like, they just they just bring out the best in me. This other person just like sees me. They get me. And it's the same thing. Like they don't know you. They don't have to deal with you. Like, of course, your mistress thinks you're incredible because you don't have three kids with her and she doesn't have to fucking fold your laundry because you act like a five year old and she doesn't have to like deal with your shit every single day, you know? So like, obviously. So I I can only imagine how that makes you feel and being that like you were so dedicated to the process and it felt like so many other people weren't. Yeah. Are you ready to answer some fan questions? <laughs> OK, so the first one said, how did you deal with knowing that your partner was falling for someone? Carl, you, what can you do? Is my what would you have done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a fighter like I do boxing. I work out like I'm very into like self-defense and like I'm a slap a bitch when she deserves to be slapped. And everyone, how did you, how did you calm yourself in this like episode? I'm like, well, contractually, I was not allowed to engage in violence. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it, I'm a very positive, calm being. Don't get me wrong. I let it in one ear, one out the other. I told everybody I went there to, for my significant other. I didn't go here to make friends. I didn't care about anybody else. I went there for myself and for Jake. And that's, that's how I left. Yeah. My biggest thing is that going on the show the hardest part when you like week one outside of the show people are relaying things to me jake's really falling for ray and then Zay would come to me is like hey like they're really hitting it off you don't know how to your your brain goes a thousand miles a minute you mm-hmm. don't know how to you don't want to accept it to start with and so you just kind of sit there like well i have to win my person back and i've never felt like that i've never felt like i had to be in competition with another woman jake specifically has never made me feel that way so of course, when this hit, I just saw red. Like, yeah, it's going to be a long, long three months. Yeah, I'm a very territorial person. Like I said, I'm a Scorpio. So like, you don't fucking cross over in my motherfucking front yard, okay? Because I will, I will light it up. <laughs> I will light it up. But I get because I've been there before too, where it's like, once you start crossing over to the side where you're in competition with another woman, that's when you have to bow out because like I can tell like you, you seem like a girl's girl. I'm a girl's girl. Like I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm looking at another woman crazy and she hasn't even done anything to me necessarily to like, it's really on your dude. So like, I never want to be in that place, but anytime you feel yourself having to get to that place, it feels gross. Like it feels it makes it feels like your ego and like you are you're taking personal hits and I can't I cannot take hits. I cannot. I know myself. I hit that. 
So yeah. for me, it's like, please be careful. What if yes. I say be careful? <laughs> yes, exactly. God. So for me, I think, you know, I everyone's like, do you hate Ray? I've never hated Ray. I've never had a problem with Ray. Did I feel intimidated by her? Plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Like I was in competition with this woman. She took my man. But I tell people at the end of the day, it's between you and your partner. There's yeah. no one to blame except my significant other who clearly doesn't love me as much as it stated because this was so easy for him. Mm. And so I was like, nothing has to do with Ray. This is between me and Jake. It's not her fault. Like everything goes, starts with Jake and his actions. Yeah. So I have to tell you like no bad blood. I absolutely love Ray. I also think that there was things that I was a very honest, truthful person. I just think that there was some wishy-washy and I just, at the end of the day, I just didn't trust nobody. Yeah. Bestie, be real with me. If I were to ask you how many skincare products you have in your drawers and cabinets at home right now, how many would you say? Because if you're like me, you probably have a ton of expensive, barely used products. Turns out we've been thinking about skincare solutions the wrong way, and it's time to rethink our skin with Glad Skin. Gladskin is a new category of skin blemish treatment that works differently than any plant-based or drug-based product you've tried before, because Gladskin is based on the nature of healthy skin. If you didn't know already, inflammatory blemishes and acne-prone skin are caused by an imbalance in the skin's microbiome. Now, I only was a bio major for literally one semester, but I know a few things, but Gladskin knows way more than me. That's why they developed a revolutionary protein called Microbalance to restore the natural balance of good and bad bacteria that live on the skin. Gladskin Blemish Gel works without harsh ingredients, so it's gentle from day one. Gladskin's products have been helping people in Europe for years and are now available in the U.S., plus there's a 60-day guarantee. And you know the Europeans know a lot about good skin, all right? If you, have, you, have you ever been there? Have you ever been to Europe? Everyone's skin is like perfectly flawless and like nice and supple. I, that's like the only way I can describe it. Right now, Gladskin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash cami. That's gladskin.com slash cami for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash cami. I know you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok every single day. <laughs> and there's like a new kind of like reframe of the whole like if he wanted to he would and like you know you're just not the right person for him a lot of people wow. are talking about the fact that that puts too much emphasis and blame and like self-doubt on the woman in the relationship because it becomes like well you're just not good enough for him you're just not the yeah. one for him and the right person for him will make him better but if he's not better himself nobody's gonna make him better of like course. it doesn't matter what relationship they're in. I love the assumptions that I get from people and they're like, you're not the one for him. But like, I really, really God, I wish people can just see a quick relapse of our relationship prior to this absolute shit show. <laughs> because like, I'm like, I never cooked. I never cleaned. I was like, hell no, I'm not. I'm not your wife yet. I'm not your mommy. Like when we get mm-hmm. there, like you said, I'm not your wifey shit until I'm a wife. Period. I moved in with Jake. Like I, I had two of my best guy friends move in. So I was literally like mommy April. I was cooking for three guys in the house, cleaning. Like I worked right down the hall. Like our rent was discounted because I was working my ass off. So his rent was only $300. On top of this, he was making great money. So it's like there was no financial obstacle. On top of this, like I was posting all the time that I was cooking. So when he posted that or said like she doesn't do this and that, my friends were like, dude, you've invited us over for dinner, for parties. 
And then he mentioned to Ray that just to confide in her or I guess relate to her, he goes, yeah, April never posts me on her social media because it affects her following. I, yes, and one of I saw that. Mm-hmm. I had, by the way, I had like 60,000 followers before the show and I was a model. I ran a model network in Los Angeles for four years. I let him kind of chime in. We started modeling together. My whole timeline is professional model photos of Jake and I, me and Jake, half of his photos in his profile. I took those photos, ladies. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you're welcome. Goes, she goes, bullshit. I got a Christmas card from you guys <laughs> with both of your faces on it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so it's a lot. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many things I want to ask you, but it's like it's not me asking you. It's the people asking you. So I'm like, okay, let me let me get through these so that I can get to what I really want to know. Okay, so (laughs) somebody said, would you do this experiment again if you knew what you know now? Hell to the damn yes. Like I told my current boyfriend, you saw this show. You saw what it was about. I will do it again. I'll take you to season two. Yeah. If we are not married in a year, year and a half or like at least hitting those milestones like we just. He just signed on a house and we're supposed to be moving this July. I've already moved in. There's a lot that we're doing together. And my thing is like, I don't want to waste my time. And he is very mature, great communicator, way better than myself. He's older than myself. He'll sit down and say, this is what I want in a, in a partner. Yeah. This is what I appreciate about you. This is what we can work better on. And what guy wants to sit there and talk about the things he needs to work on, but he does it so perfectly that now it's just like, I don't even have any complaints. And I believe it. I told him on the reunion, if I took him on ultimatum, I honestly believe it would have worked out like Alexis or Lauren. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Who got engaged on the show. Yeah. But I'm not going to even hold you. I cringed at at Lauren's engagement. Like <laughs> <laughs> Alexis's engagement. That was the first one, right? Her and that was their moment. Yes, that was their moment. The second engagement was I don't I don't even want to talk about that. Moving on. <laughs> Next, next caller. Okay, the next one says, what was it like watching yourself back on the show? Anything that you would change? Oh my gosh. There's just like, I'm very professional and my parents watched this and there's some things that I said out of spite just like get a reaction. Like, I wish I never brought up anything about the sex stuff. My infertility journey, that was private. I never wanted to bring that up. But I actually had the doctor tell me like, Hey, you have abnormal cells. Like we, I don't think it's cancerous, but we need to just do, you know, protocol and like check and just exit out. And my mom came with me. That was like on filming. And then I went back to set and acted like nothing happened. Like I did not want to talk wow. about what I was going through off the show. And this is like, I wasn't even living with Jake. So I'm going through all this and then moving and living with someone that I don't really know. Mm. And I can't talk to Jake. And then the girls are telling me after we swap back, Jake doesn't want to have kids now. He wants to wait a, a year. Or th- and I'm just like, you, you don't talk to me about shit you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Seriously. I just let it all out, spilled it out right then and there. And was just like, please don't judge a book by its cover or talk to anyone about something that you are not involved with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Especially I th- my sister. <laughs> yeah. I think people forget when watching the show that like you guys are real people because we're, we, they're, the TV world is so oversaturated with like fake people who just want to be on TV and like don't care about, you know, they they just want to be on TV. And like, I think those people are very obvious for people to see. And like, yeah, there's something cool about being on TV. But, you know, as Jake said, he was dragged on 
buy his toenails to be on the show. So like, I think that, you know, people forget like you have a real life outside of what people see for one hour episodes, you know, every week. Like it, it you you were going through something very, very real and it ended up being put on display for everybody to see and comment about. Yeah, like this was not fake. Like I, I came home to my apartment, I'm not going to go into detail, but like I made it clear I'm transparent. Even though we were kind of like, all right, we know where this is headed. I said, I'm going to go do Hot Girl Summer, like have some girl time and like figure myself out. This show has helped me do that. Mm-hmm. And I went on an apartment tour. He came with me. I was very transparent what I was doing. My roommate calls me a week later. Hey, I just got home. All of our shit is gone. So I bought him a 75 inch flat screen for Christmas off the wall, couch missing, but like moved three doors down from my apartment. And it was just like, I think the show just taught me when negative shit happens, like I don't have the energy to react. Mm. I need to observe this as a lesson and be thankful for it. And so I just sat there and laughed it off, went on Amazon, bought all new shit and was just like, I'm not playing this game. (laughs) This was right after the show ended. He just moved out during filming. I went home and all the shit in our three bed, three bath apartment, gone. Mind you, it was very inconsiderate because we had a tenant paying us who was running a room in the unit. And it was just, just we don't even need to go in detail. There was no communication. That was my biggest thing. And my old roommates and my buddies, had he had asked them to help him move it. Mm. So unknowingly, my friends had helped him move. And then he told them to reach out to me to see if they could buy shit from it. <laughs> Goodbye. How old are you? How old are you? Wow. Oh my God. This isn't just like filming and fake. Like, I had to go deal with real life shit after this all unfolded. Yeah. Like, Jake didn't excuse me. So, we had to, in the middle of the show, and he's like, You, I bought you a car, but okay. Everyone's here, like, He bought you a car, you're a gold digger. Nope. I signed on his work vehicle too, on a car I never test drove that he was driving all over Texas for. So you want your car? Great. Give me my keys back because I'm going to go return it. Yeah. So it was just like cut it all out. It's like never doing shit backwards ever again. Yeah. Lesson learned, ladies. Like Cammy said, don't do wifey shit for somebody who's not ready to wife you up. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. Oh, God. I think honestly, we can all relate to that. Like we we all have things that in relationships we do and we're like, you look back and you're like, what? What? I did what? For who? Yeah, literally. For why? Like, we, we've we all been there. Yeah, I was like, I was about to say that 75-inch flat screen TV I bought because I did a TikTok and all these guys commented were like, girlfriend of the year. Like, I had a whole video of me going to Best Buy by myself, 75-inch flat screen, putting it in the trunk, wrapping it in the apartment and letting him come like as a Christmas surprise. Like, and then it was just gone off the wall with no communication. No, I was just like, have it, keep it. It's fine, whatever. Give me my fucking TV back. <laughs> Give me my TV back. You don't deserve to watch TV. You know what I did after I got on my last relationship? I changed every single password to every single streaming service that I had. Because I noticed that he was oh. watching my shit. And I'm like, I know. I did the same. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You don't get to enjoy entertainment anymore. You do not get to be entertained. <laughs> That's it. Cut it off. Change all the fucking passwards. You're done. It's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. All right, y'all, if you have a vagina, you can relate. And yes, we're saying the word vagina because there's nothing like taboo and weird about our parts. All right. So we're going to just we're, we're putting it out there right now. We've all had those moments with our vagina when we're like, what are you doing? 
Like, why aren't you operating at your fullest capacity? Why aren't you being your best self? You know, we've all had those moments. And I just feel like we can talk about it more freely so that it's not this situation where everybody's like so hush hush about things. Like if you have a vagina, you know. And when it comes to feminine care, that's why I trust PhD. PhD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. When you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. And it's a women-owned business, and you know that we are all about that. PhD is a female-owned and founded company. They have boric acid suppositories, which I'm sure you've seen all over TikTok. It's a natural compound found in seawater that has been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe, holistic alternative. PhD is the number one doctor-recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. And they offer a variety of holistic, over-the-counter products, including their two new products, PhD's Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash, the only boric acid foam wash on the market, and their PhD Boric Acid Moisturizing Suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Both are now available on Amazon and at Target. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineheath.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty-free deluxe size beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineheath.com slash win. Also, get 20% off of all products right now. Use code CAMI, phdfeminineheath.com slash win. All right, friends, now that we've got our coochies feeling so fresh and so clean, clean, um, let's get back to the podcast. Okay, here's the next one. I mean, you kind of answered this, but were you mad at Ray for having a strong connection with Jake? I wasn't mad at her for having her connection. I was mad, however, her coming to me, telling me her opinion that I didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. And her insight on things that she never had insight on. Like, you're not going to tell me how Jake and April are in the one week you've seen us together, toxic, because of course he's falling for you. But you can have give us an opinion on Jake and April's whole if you've seen us over the year and a half, as my friends were giving me their own opinions, validated because they've seen April and Jake in their normal day-to-day lives. Yeah. But you're not going to sit here and give me opinions on my relationship from the show, from nine episodes, or from a few hours of seeing us together. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, especially like we said, when you are dating him, in this vacuum and you're only seeing the best parts of him. Like, of course you think like, oh, he communicates with me. Like he has to, (laughs) (laughs) he has to, the cameras are on. Like you have to communicate. Yeah, I was like, I'm very straight up and upfront and very forward with what I want concise and they have high energy. For some people, they can't, they just can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Ray is very quiet and reserved on that end. So for Jacob, it's like, all right, everything's calm, smooth sealing. Whereas in the relationship, that's exactly why I was bored. Like, we're not going to the house. You're just too chill. We don't do anything. You're talking about traveling. We haven't traveled in a year and a half, mm-hmm. except the movie here. Half these awesome places, bars and restaurants are outdoors. Like, I don't care if we went sat in the grass at a fucking park. Yeah. There's no excuse. We haven't gone on any dates. So then you put seeing him go on all these dates with girls. And it's like, I didn't even get that in my relationship. Yeah. It was really tough to watch. Right. Oh, Okay. <laughs> When would you say your turning point of realization was on the show? My turning point, right? I said I was going to give it a try after this, of course, because Jake and I moved back in. But my turning point, when you guys see Colby and I at the polo polo date, we're horseback riding and we're sitting there. Colby said something that resonated with me. Like, I hope you learn from this. Like, I hope you stay the April you are in our trial marriage. And I just broke. Because I knew that I wasn't going to get that fulfillment going back in the house. And I was actually scared 
to kind of downsize again to just be, you know, non-toxic and be back with Jay. I just knew I wasn't going to get that from Jake. Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I, I had it mentally, I accepted like, this is not what I'm going to get from this person, which means I need to find someone very similar to Colby that brings this side out of me. But my heart was like, all right, I'm going to go try to win him back again. And maybe we can come to an agreement. Yeah. And I've heard you say that like living with Colby and clearly he was crazy about Madeline the whole the whole time. And like you're with him all the time and he's talking about her all the time, I'm assuming. Which I adored because I specifically said in our dates after we dated, you had to rate everybody one through four. One through four after every date, one through four. And so depending on who was at the top of your list, you would go on more dates with people on the top of that list. Mm. And Colby straight up told me, I don't see myself living with you. He was like, Cali girl, high maintenance. That's definitely not me. And that was the joke on him. I was like, you didn't choose me, but I get what I want anyway. Yes, yes. (laughs) Living with Colby, I had kind of decided to go with like Hunter or Nate and just play the safe side. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jake, he already knows who he's with. Right. So immediately, I'm not enjoying this experience. But living with Colby, hearing him talk about how crazy he is with his partner, I'm like, my, I really hope my partner's talking to me about like that. Mm-hmm. I know he's not. But I want someone like that. Like Colby was head over heels in Madeline, and Madeline shit on Colby so many times. Oh, girl, we saw. I was just, <laughs> he got him with. We saw, but he's the one who gave her the ultimatum, which is why I mean, that's yeah. another story so I was for another day. I was like financial financial bullshit bullshit who's left Colby <laughs> yeah yeah oh oh my god but then yeah so like knowing that he's talking about her all the time and then knowing and hearing from the other girls in the house that like Jake is actively talking about wanting to be with Ray that would drive that would drive me crazy that would drive me crazy I would have my bags packed. I never go alone on the show I like called my mom and I was just like really I had to go keep visiting her offset like I really had to keep it together um, because people were like, what did it feel like? It's like, well, Jake wasn't around. Uh, I was with Colby. I had the most amazing time with Colby when he wasn't talking about Madeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On our date, I really had the most amazing time with Colby. And I was like, okay, I can give Austin a chance. Like, I yeah. can actually live here on my own. But then, like, being with Jake or the girls or the group setting, it was just like, I was just waiting for this roller coaster to stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you brought up your mom, but what I found fascinating and what I loved about this show was Jake's mom was like ride or die for you and when he (laughs) brought Ray around her she was like April's great I really love April I talk to April all the time April's just like kind of asking for what she deserves like I fucked with that because I feel like a lot of situations like with the guy's moms they're always on the side of their son and never really on the side of the woman that they're dating so it was nice to see that but like, where's Jake's mom in all of this now? Like, have you talked to her after the show? I have not talked to her, but this is something that I said to my current boyfriend when we had this conversation of what do you need in a relationship prior to like making things serious. I told him like family is a big thing for me and my past relationships. Like if you don't get along with my parents or I don't get along with my in-laws or your parents, it's not going to work. I'm yeah. a big family person. Jake's mom was like a mom to me. I called this woman like every other day. She'd check in on me. We'd send each other photos. And if Jake and I are having trouble because he's an only child, she would actually call me like, all right, this is what you need to do. Like really mediate. And she's just a woman of God mm-hmm. would just really call and praying for you. How'd your doctor's appointment go? 
don't forget to tell Jake that like we always talk. Yeah. So aside from me spending two hours to get through one episode, all this crying, this episode took me like three hours because I just kept replaying and replaying. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, girl, that's my girl. Yes. I loved that. I loved seeing that because I, w- I was just like, because you think about those things and like, you know, there are some situations where like, of course, the parents are like this person that they're dating is a joke. But like she was on Team April and I loved that so much because she's like, who's this? Who's this other girl you're bringing around me? Where is April? <laughs> Bring April I back. I love her. I That's love so her. Like, it's sad because we used to be so close, but of course, when Jake and I broke up, we break up with everybody. I know. And so, no, I actually kept in touch with her. I miss her so much, but it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just happy that, like, his family loved me. I love them the same. So, when I watched that moment, it just verified everything for me. Like, you are not in the wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with you, April. Just keep going girl keep it pushing <laughs> keep it pushing I love that don't you wish that you like you could date the parents instead it's like oh, this God. person <laughs> came from you guys you guys are great like what happened <laughs> what happened I get it because I've been there I'm like damn I wish I could just be with y'all okay so the last question everyone wants to know is how are you doing now like, where are you now? What do you have coming up? And where can everybody find you living your best life? Y'all can find me on Instagram, TikTok. I am getting a YouTube finished to be published. Everything that you guys have missed out on the six months. Because, of course, I had to take Cody off of all social media during the launch of the show. Mm-hmm. Not give you the new boo. Spoiler. And we've been traveling all around the world. Yes. So we've gone to Costa Rica, Bahamas. We've gone to LA and Vegas two or three times. So I can't wait to share these reels of like our travel vlogs on YouTube with you guys. I'm going to be doing a Q&A on YouTube as well because everyone has some questions about what filming was like for three months especially. And my favorite question is, was there wardrobe, hair, and makeup? Was there? there? Was not. <laughs> uh, you know what? People think that. Like people on cat because I'm on Catfish, obviously. And everybody yeah. is like, who does your makeup? Who does your hair? Me. <laughs> Me. Like, you think people got these budgets? Like, I wish. But then at the same time, like, you don't want somebody touching you when, like, you're going through rough time. Like, sometimes just yeah. putting the makeup on is, like, therapeutic. You know? I my phone, like, two seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> but so I can't wait to answer all those fun questions. I'll be posting... I have so much fun content of just like normal April doing wild shit. <laughs> I yes. can't wait to share it with you guys. But if anyone has a takeaway from the ultimatum, it's just I really hope these girls and guys that are in relationships that aren't serving them and just keeping you bubbled in, there's better out there. I, I'm with you. I know it's hard, but y'all got this and I'm rooting for you. Yes, girl. Ugh. <laughs> Well, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us and bestowing your wisdom. Can you tell everyone where to find you on social media? Yes, it's April Marie on everything. Just ITS, it's April Marie. Yes, and make sure you go on her TikTok because, girl, you can dance. I was like, was April an NFL like cheerleader or some shit? Because you be getting it. No, I did. I was a gymnastics instructor and I was also a cheerleader. So you kind of mix in both of the performances. Don't let it fool you. It probably takes me like 100 takes to get it down. But we do it. Well, if it takes you 100, it takes me a million. So we'd love to see it. <laughs> Thank you so much, April. And best of luck to everything with you and your new boo and just life and everything in general. We'll definitely be keeping up with you.
Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only mean five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.